0: Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, tafsir, seerah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. بسم
1: والسلام والحمد عليكم الله dear brothers and sisters i will continue to write inshallah the next part of surah al uh, we have uh, spoken in the past that this surah was one of the earliest Surah revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a surah that was still preparing the ground for the new da'wah for the new message preparing the Prophet sallallahu with this call with this deep call from Allah azza wa Ya O you who have taken cover stand up stand up all night stand up for Allah وجل, most of the night stand up as much as you can of the night read the Qur'an Follow the Qur'an and then make tawakkul upon Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah, the one and only one God, Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib. He is the Rabb of the East and the West. No God but Him. Fattakhidhu wakila. Then make sure that He is your wakil, He is your dependent. He is your the source that you rely upon all the time. Fattakhidhu wakila. And Allah Azza wa Jal directed Muhammad Sallallahu to be uh, to have sabr, to be persistent, to be consistent in whatever he is doing. Fasbir ala ma yaqulun, despite of what they claim, despite of what they accuse him, irrespective of all the slanders, all the accusations, all the attacks. upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon this da'wah, telling him asbir. And then he also directed him, wahjur hum jamila, make sure that you isolate yourself from their beliefs from their emotions from their ideas from their thoughts but you stick with them that is the meaning we talked about at the, about that at length last time and then Allah Azza wa at the towards the end of these ayat telling Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, if you are still worried and concerned about those elite about those kuffar those aggressive ones those transgressors I will deal with them you do not Bother yourself with those elites, with the powerful ones. Those with power, those with money, those with wealth, those with resources. I will deal with them. They could be beyond your ability, beyond your capability. They are a source of concern for you. They are the ones who could uh, implicate your da'wa. But do not, do not worry about them. Do not worry about dealing with them. I will do. The, I will do. I will do that. Dharni, Let me deal and I said last time, Allah Azza wa used this expression three times in a row already in surah al muddathir in surah Al-Qalam and in this surah as well those three surahs, one after another keep ذرني ذرني يكذب Hadith, ذرني وما خلقت وحيدا for so those three exact same expression being used consecutively in three successive surahs, meaning that Allah Azza wa is making this determination, making this call very blunt, very serious, very open, very sharp without any hesitation, that Allah Azza wa is the one who will, who will down those tyrants, who will take care of those big elites, big guys the ones who think that because of their money, because of their wealth because of their power, because of their control of the media, of the resources, of the army, of the uh, police, of the intelligence, of Muhabarat, of all of this, they have all what it takes to stop you, Allah says, I will take care of them. Darni Nama, and we <coughs> explained how Allah جل, uh, uh, shows what he is going to do with them both in this dunya and in the Akhira. kala in this dunya kala means the, the, the ties the chains that he will stop them from carrying their aggression Alima in the, in the hereafter. he will make sure that those this nama, this wealth will not pay for them will not be abundant all the time for them which means that he will take care of that وطعاما ذا غصه وعذابا اليما in the first one inna ladaina an kalan wa jahima we have the the uh, chains and jahim which is the hell fire وطعاما ذا غصه this food that will be stuck in their throats they will not be able to swallow it and to enjoy that abundance of wealth وعذابا اليما and a severe punishment now talking, taking this in a smooth transition, this is the style of the Quran. That's not Muhammad talking. It's not the Arabs writing poem. It's not uh, the poets or the uh, literature guys or the powerful writers writing. This Allah Azza is moving us from one uh, from one environment into another without even feeling the big transition immediately. After talking about this عذاباً يوم ترجف الأرض والجبال وكانت الجبال كثيباً مهيلة. It's the day Talking about a very serious day A day when the earth Will shiver And I explained last time Shiver الرجف, It's in another place He talked about quake Earthquake Shaking Here he's talking about يوم ترجف الأرض The earth will be shivering and the word shivering is used whenever someone is frightened there is a fear there is scare. so you are scared of something you start shivering so Allah Azza wa is using this expression even the earth will be shivering out of fear of Allah Azza wa out of this big day big huge day that Allah is talking about that that day when these people will suffer the worst of the punishment is the time when the earth itself will be shivering, the earth will be shaking, the earth will be trembling, the earth will not even be able to stand still. Ard, wal jibal and the mountains, and remember, the mountains around Mecca, surrounding Mecca, those who made the Hajj, or made Umrah, or even look at the through the Google Maps, those maps are astonishing maps, uh, I mean mountains. Those mountains are huge, they are big, they are strong, they are rocky mountains, they are strong rocks. Nothing moves out of these rocks, out of these mountains. So Allah Azza is saying, those mountains will be shivering as well. Not only that, وَتَكُولُ الْجِبَالُ كَثِيبًا Mahila. And those mountains will turn into, into mountains of dust. They will be dusty and they will be flowing, just floating like, any, like the dust of the desert. And that is beyond the imagination of the Arabs at the time, beyond the imagination of anyone who sees these mountains, to ever imagine that those ones can even be broken. Allah Azza says, those mountains will be gone. Those will be like dust. In, 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 in a scene that he portrays to the people that this is serious. That Allah Azza wa is not talking about, uh, 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 this is not a joke. This is not uh, something you take it lightly. Allah is making this threat, I will take care of these people, the powerful ones, in all types of means that you could think of in a manner that will have the earth and the mountains shake and shiver and the mountains be dismantled just like dust. And then going back to the to the next, these people of Mecca, the tyrants of Mecca, just like the tyrants of, of the day of today, every single tyrant, every single tyrant, every single transgressor, every single oppressive ruler, every single regime will always think that I am the on the top. I am the one and only. no one can touch me, no, no one can dare bring me down or bring my authority down. Here Allah جل, is telling the people of Mecca, and Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam, of course, look. إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ رَسُولًا شَاهِدًا عَلَيْكُمْ كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَىٰ فَرْعَوْنَ رَسُولًا We have this messenger that we have just designated for you. إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ رَسُولًا And this is very interesting to the people of Mecca directing the talk. We have just designated a messenger for you. In the previous surahs until now all the talks about this about the message is to Muhammad Wasallam. We are directed to Muhammad that you are the messenger, you are al muzamil Qum fa an Qum al-layla illa qalila, inna sanulqi alayka qawla thaqila. It's all for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now Allah is directing the talk directly to the people. In particular, the people of Mecca who were addressed by this talk. Inna arsalna ilaykum rasoola, we have designated a messenger for you. So now you have no excuse. You cannot claim that we have been left without a messenger. You cannot claim that we were not called upon to worship Allah Azza wa Jal. We and Allah is saying that talk, we have designated, we have sent a messenger for you. And the purpose of this messenger, the first the first function for him, Shahidan Aleikum. He will witness, he will witness your behavior. It's he witness over you shahid. Because a Shahid is the one who witnesses, the one who sees, he looks, he watches, he observes, he observes what you do, he looks at what you do, he sees what you do and he writes it, and he documents that, and he reports it. Because a Shahid, the difference between someone you call Shahida, someone observed or has seen, and the one who has become a Shahid, a Shahid is not the one who sees only. I could see something but I will not become a shahid until and unless I report this shahada to someone else. That's why you say you in the, in, the, in the court system, you call a witness. You call a witness, now this witness will be called a witness, will become a witness when he actually reports what he has seen. He conveys what he has seen, what he has witnessed to the jury or to the judge. And here Allah Azza wa is telling the people Muhammad sallallahu we have designated this messenger so he will be a witness over you he will report whatever you see whatever you do he will observe your behavior he will watch how you will respond to Allah inna alaykum he is a shahid and Allah repeats this issue of being shahid shahidan he is a shahid in many other places in the Quran. But here for the first time, in Surah Al-Muzammil, he's saying Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi has this duty. So it's not only that he will just come and convey a message and leave, he will convey the message and he will see how you will take it. There is a difference between someone who says, please take this message and deliver it to someone. So you take the envelope, you take the, the, the letter if you will, or the message, you deliver it and come back that is not a shahid that's just a messenger who delivers but a messenger who is a shahid i will take the message i will tell the guy open it see what's in it and i will see how he behaves how he responds then i come back to the one who sent me and i deliver the message that message was opened the guy looked at it and he threw it in the garbage he looked at it and he bowed down he looked at it and he made sujud He looked at it and he did not care. He looked at it and he wanted to kill me. So that is a shahid. So in this case, a shahid, a rasul and a shahid, that he will take this message to you and he will make sure that he will stick with you, he will be there to see exactly how you respond. So that is a purpose now in the same thing, a da'iyah, When I say I want to carry a da'wah to some people, I'm not only carrying a message, I'm not only delivering a talk. I want to deliver a talk, and I want to see how the people respond. And I want to see even why the people respond in one way or another. Because when I go back to report to whoever designated me, I better have a complete report. Otherwise, Otherwise, the job is not complete. So that's why even in our today's case, in our Dawah, we cannot simply say, oh, I have this pamphlet or this book, I published it on the net, people have seen it or I have seen it or did not see it, it is irrelevant. No, that, it doesn't work like that. You have to publish and you have to go beyond behind your publication and you have to see whether the people read it or not. And to see those who read it, what have they thought about it? And those who did not, why did they did not? What's the problem? So that is a shahid. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa he completed this mission and that's of course earlier we said Allah azza wa said جميلة, which means you stay with them although you do not accept their beliefs you do not accept their slanders you do not get impacted of what they say but you stay there because your purpose is to stay and to be a witness and to be an observer and to be a reporter and to see exactly what they do. That is the mission of a shahid. And we have to realize and understand that's part of our mission. When we carry Islam, it is not that I want, oh, this is the Quran, please, brother, read it. It's beyond that. That is one mission. There are many people who do that. It is okay. You take a message, you deliver to someone, and you leave. But the one who carries the dawah in order to have an impact on a society, in order to see that your message gets adopted by the people, it becomes their opinion it becomes their idea it becomes their their issue of the day you have to be behind that. you have to stay behind it and you have to be like muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam inna arsalna rasula shahidan alaykum shahidan you. kama arsalna ila rasula as in the same manner as we have designated a messenger to fir'aun now the notion to fir'aun here it's very quick notion. It's very quick, just like the notion to Sayyidna Yunus in the previous, to in the previous surah. There is a notion of Musa here, كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا ila فِرْعَوْنَ رَسُولًا, which is Musa alaihissalam. Musa was designated to Pharaoh, and the Prophet sallallahu wasallam knows here Allah does not bring even the name of Musa. He just says a messenger. We have sent a messenger to Pharaoh. And this messenger, Muhammad, is similar in the sense of being Rasul, but not similar in the sense of being Shahid. There is a difference. He did not say, As we sent a Rasul and a Shahid for Pharaoh." He said, As we designated a Rasul. So Muhammad is a Rasul as much as Musa was a Rasul. And Pharaoh, Allah brings the story of Pharaoh because the tyrants of Mecca have already taken a stand the tyrants of Mecca have already taken a stand they have become they have started opposing they have been مكذبين. and the ayah the previous ayah says let me deal with those who deny so they have already taken a stand they have already taken a stand from an oppressive perspective there is a difference from a stand that say you know your saying doesn't make sense to me you know, all this idea about God being the behind the wall, creator, it doesn't make sense. That's one thing, that's one thing where someone does not absorb, cannot comprehend, does not believe, does not get convinced. There is a time you can argue with him back and forth. But then there is yet another form where he it says, it's not that I don't believe what you say, it's not that I don't accept what you say, I reject what you say altogether from scratch, and not only that, I will stop you from propagating this deen. Not only that, it's not that like today, in today's uh, life, it's not that they say, you know what, this fundamentalism, this Islam, it doesn't give rights to women the way we think. It's not liberal. Liberalism deals with women and men issues in different ways. Okay, fine, we can talk to them. But then they don't say that. They say, we will not allow will not allow anyone of Islamic background or idea to take over the revolution in Syria, for example. And this is what Al Akbar al Ibrahimi he said bluntly, he said the decision between the United States Secretary of State and the Russian Foreign Minister, when they met in Geneva, they made this decision that they shall not allow any group with Islamic background or Islamic fundamentalist background to take over. So the idea here is, the opposition and the people of Mecca, the same thing. And Pharaoh, that's what Firaun did. Fraun he mentioned that Musa salam will not be allowed to speak, he will not be allowed to propagate his message, and they will chase him wherever he goes and they will kill him. After he brought his evidence, after Pharaoh saw that Musa السلام, has an evidence, you, and we know the story which Allah does not talk about it now because the issue here is not the details of the story it's not about the stick and the snake it's not about the magic and the magicians it's not about the real magic I mean the, the fake magic and the real uh, uh, transfer of, of, of stick into life that's not the issue here the issue is there was a tyrant in the past who opposed a messenger who stood totally against a messenger not that he is rejecting his idea not that he does not see that the idea of Musa was correct, but that he was totally opposed to it. He was totally opposed to the messenger. He is not allowing the messenger to convey the message. So he was a tyrant. He was oppressor. He was someone who vows that I don't want to see this Islam flourish or take over. That is the, the issue. So Allah Azza wa Jal is saying that, ah, فَعَصَى فَرْعَوْنُ Rasul, Then Far'aun, just like you do, the tyrants of Mecca, he made the, made the disobedience. He disobeyed this messenger. الرَّسُولِ فَأَخَذْنَاهُ أخذن And what we did, we took out Firaun. أَخْذًا Wabila He says, I took him out. I snatched him out. I snatched him in a manner that he cannot resent. That he has no way to respond. And we know in the story later on, how Allah Azza wa Jal details that. Here, He's not even worried about detailing that. He is just saying, Look, if you will take a stand against Muhammad, وسلم, like the stand Pharaoh took against Musa, السلام, then I, Allah Azza wa says, I will definitely do the same to you as I have done to Pharaoh and his people. Period. Without any. <coughs> Without any details. And the issue here is not the detail. Well, I'm not concerned about the details. Allah does not even want to bother Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba with the details. He wants to make a point that this man Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being a messenger, being a shahid, he has the complete support and backup of Allah Azza the one who designated him. Allah Azza is standing behind him all the way and Allah is giving an example that look, I have done it before. I have done something similar before. This is not the first time. So there is a precedence. So don't take this lightly. Don't take this as a, as a joke. Don't take, take this as something or oh, nonsense. Take it seriously. Because I'm standing behind this man, Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He's your messenger. He's your shahid. And I vow to, to, to take care of those who oppose him in the same manner I have done it to Fraun. In a very quick statement. Because here, if you want to drag yourself into the details of what happened to Faraon and Musa, there are hundreds of ayat in the Quran that deals with the issue of Musa. Musa and Faraon is the most spoken about Prophet in the Quran, more than Muhammad. The most spoken about Prophet and message and mission is the mission of Musa. It has so many examples. Many examples with Bani Israel, many examples with Faraon, many examples with the magicians, many examples of Musa alayhi salam, many examples of the evidences that had to do with the, with the correctness of this religion, of this deen, many examples of the mentality and the psychology even of a prophet, of a messenger, Allah, like when Musa alayhi salam, he said, oh God, let me look at you and see you. That is even the a mentality, it's an emotion, it's an emotional status of someone who had reached a very Strong and advanced level in this prophethood and knowledge. So there are all types of issues, but that's not the issue here. The issue here is, look, this is a new message. It's a new society. And the people are just started, starting, taking very strong, severe stand against Muhammad ﷺ. And Allah Azza wa is giving them this precedence. Be careful, watch it. I am behind and I can see everything. And I will definitely make sure that this message prevails. And of course, after the Prophet ﷺ does what he is supposed to do, عَلَى مَا وَهَجُرْهُمْ Allah رَبُّ الْمَشْرِقُ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَكِيلًا All of these the Prophet ﷺ has to do. And all of these things we have to do. So, we, the people who are following Muhammad who are following the Messenger, who are carrying the da'wah on the path of Muhammad who are carrying Islam, we've got to do all of these. But then at the end of the day, the tyrants, the oppressors, the opposers, who are going to be all the time there, Allah Azza wa Jal will take care of them. Allah is behind that. And again, I spoke about that at length. Think about it this way. Think about this simple situation simple and complex situation in Syria, simple in the sense that it's narrow, we know what it is, complex because there are all types of variables in it. The Muslims those who really think islamically, they are almost unique and they are isolated and the people are opposing people locally, regionally, internationally there are many forces. How is it in the world that you think that they may even prevail? Despite all of these forces, the coalitions in Qatar, United States, Russia, China, NATO, Security Council, the threat of chemical weapons and all of these things, you say, oh my, subhanallah, there is no way out. It's almost impossible. There is lots of opposition. Here Allah Azza is giving this comfort, قليلة, and then he says, إنا أرسلنا إليكم رسولاً كما أرسلنا إلى ف إلى فرعون رسولاً شاهداً عليكم كما أرسلنا إلى فرعون رسولاً فعصى فرعون الرسولا فأخذناه أخذاً وبيلاً when Firaun, he makes this disobedience he opposes Allah Azza wa عزوجل and opposes his messenger and takes the stand what whoever in the in the in the shoes of Firaun, whoever follows the steps of Firaun, whoever practices tyranny like Firaun, that's what his fate will be no matter how long he will be, be in that status. Allah Azza wa will take care of him. And then now, continuing, once Allah Azza wa comes down with his action, with his real action, he addresses the people one more time. Inna أَرْسَلْنَا ilaykum. We are talking to the people of Mecca. Now he is asking them, فَكَيْفَ إِن كَفَرْتُمْ يَوْمًا يَجْعُلُ الْوِلْدَانَ الشيبة. Tell me now. If that day comes, a day, a day that would make children's hair gray. Our hair, when we grow up, naturally it grays, becomes gray. Once you reach a certain status, you start looking in the mirror, oh, okay, I'm graying. But if you look at a child who's seven years old or five years old and his hair starts graying, you don't like that. That's abnormal. That's not normal. So you immediately take this child to the doctor, you try to see what's happening with his hair. And if that becomes epidemic, which means there are many children all over the village or the town or the country, that becomes very serious. That is absolutely serious. It's not acceptable. It's abnormal. So here Allah Azza wa Jal is giving this example that a day when that day, when, when a day comes, so the children' hair starts becoming gray, which means <coughs> Allah Azza wa is descending something serious, something absolutely bad, something absolutely outrageous. How can you, how can you save yourself from that? Tattakun, and this is the first notion of the word tattaqi of which the word Taqwa is derivative, and we'll talk about Taqwa when, whenever Allah talks about Al-Muttaqeen, At-Taqwa, al uh, taqa all of these. This is the first notion, and this is the linguistic notion. Taqwa means you avoid. How is it that you can avoid the wrath, and the punishment, and the strength, and the seriousness, and the rage of a day, of a day how could you avoid that rage how could avoid that anger how could you avoid that punishment if you will when that punishment comes such that it's so severe such that the hair of children become gray can you do that can you protect yourself can you avoid that can you save yourself from that okay and Allah is not waiting an answer from the people when he say, how are you going to protect yourself from that day? Of course, there is no way. So there is no answer to it. It's not, you are not expecting someone to say, you know what, oh, I will run just like at the time of Nuh alayhi salam. When uh, Nuh told his son, come and jump in the, sh- in the ship with me. He said, oh, I will seek a shelter and I will go to the mountain. Then Nuh alayhi salam told him, La Asim al من الله إلا هو. No one can protect you from Allah, but Allah Azza wa Jal. So we know that this type of question, there is no protection from Allah. You cannot seek a protection from Allah, except when Allah Azza wa Jal gives you that protection. So, كيف إن كفرتم? If you commit a kufr, how are you going to avoid such a wrath? يوم يجعل الولدان And here I just, when, when the word comes, this ayah about the children becoming the hair gray which is absolutely outrageous, abnormal. It is something that is not acceptable. It's not something something that's not acceptable. And Allah Azza wa Jal is referring to this type of day to show that when if that day comes, that means the people are doomed. The people are doomed somehow. Along this line, in places today, today even today, meaning that how much There are certain places which are doomed now by the actions of the people themselves. There are some locations of the world out of poverty, out of malnutrition, out of illness, out of sickness. Children of the age 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 start to have to build this gray hair. And this is, we are not talking about the epidemic being everybody, which Allah Azza wa Jal, children become... uh, becoming gray but in some places out of the atrocities committed by people so when you see a place that there are the children hair becomes start graying, then think immediately that the atrocities are enormous that the punishment the, 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 the wrath, the condition is so severe it is not normal condition. It's not normal to see a place like in India, in places in Mumbai or in Delhi where you have uh, uh, millions of people living in, in absolutely severe conditions where the percentage of children who have their hair becoming grey at early age is growing larger and larger. That is not something normal. And Allah Azza wa is bringing this notion that look, it is not normal to have the children hair grey and Allah Azza wa uses this as 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 a sign of punishment, as a sign of wrath, and a sign of atrocity, a sign of uh, of rage here from Allah Azza wa Jal. So when you see that it's coming from the people's hand, so that is also, that's also a sign of atrocity committed by people now. And that is something to think about that today in places like in the Saharan of Africa, in the subcontinent of India, that phenomenon is in existence it does exist today and there are evidences of that فكيف the heavens is cracked now the interesting here and I think uh, the notion of the brother where is the brother who gave the notion two weeks ago about this The, the oh the brother right there about this is the style of the Quran. Something about the linguistic and the and the power of this Quran. Now, when Allah talks in two different views, one view talks about the ground where the children's hair are grey. Immediately, is talking about the heavens being cracked. So the heaven is cracked. On that day, because of the, the power and the strength and the seriousness of that day, of the, when Allah brings the wrath upon the people, and the children's hair gray. Two different views. One has to do with the life of the people, with the children, the future of your generation is being eliminated, if you will. And at the meantime, He's talking about the sky and the heavens, talking about the universe and talking about people. The only one who can do that. The only one who can do this without hesitation is the one who has control over both. If you have control over the universe and control over the people and both creation, both are in your hand, then you can move in your talk from the people to the creation to the heavens in a smooth manner. I can do that. You cannot do that. If you are talking and writing, you want to describe. Something you cannot start describing how the bees are flying in there within their cells and in the same thing you will be talking about the stars being floating in the, in the, in the heavens. That doesn't, that doesn't resonate in the mind of, of, of us because you don't have control over these. And here you will see this in the Quran quite often where Allah talks about signs, different signs, and he brings them from two different worlds the world of people and the worlds of the universe in a very smooth manner. Later, when we talk about إِذَا السَّمَاءُنْ إِذَا wa كُوِّرَتْ وَإِذَا السَّمَاءُنْ fatarat, He talks about the sun, he talks about the sky, and then he talks about وَإِذَا nufus زُوِّجَتْ He talks about the souls being mating. Mating of the souls and the sun being exploding. What is the relevance between them? The only one who can make relevance of these and association and relation and correlation is the one who sees the whole picture of it. The one to him the universe of the stars and the universe of the people and the universe of the children and the universe of the animals is the same to him. To Allah it's the same so these notions that are given in the Quran every now and then those are the ones that were striking those people of Arab literature the people of Mecca it was striking them so hard so that Al-Walid bin Al-Mughira when he listens to this, he says God, this is this cannot be the, the, the talk of a man this cannot be the production of this person like Muhammad this cannot be something out of this world from, from this world it must be something beyond our world it is something so great that he cannot even understand the power of it so that's the notion here on one say, on one Statement says How are you going to avoid Once you become kafir Or uh, reject this How are you going to avoid A day that makes the children Hair grey And at the same time On that day At the same time The sky or the heaven is being cracked Very quick This ayah if you like in the Al Shiba As به four words it's not he's not making a big story but making a statement making a point so this day is huge it's enormous it's powerful there is no way to escape the power of Allah Azza and an ocean again all of these remember surah is still being revealed each and every word counts to the future the word of Allah Azza wa is being done, is being fulfilled. And this is in Arabic, the expression, because the word expression, the Wa'ad, the promise is always in the future. The future was fulfilled. The promise was fulfilled. This is the Arabic expression. In English, you don't say that. You don't say the promise of the future had been fulfilled when it's not fulfilled. When you talk about a promise, I promise to give you a hundred dollars uh, a month from now. That's a promise. You don't say the promise of giving hundred dollars has been fulfilled. It say it will be fulfilled. If I want to stand behind it, this is what I will say: I will fulfill my promise after a month. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, "I have fulfilled my promise of the future." Who can? Who dares? To make a statement in a past tense about the future, except the one where the time to him is irrelevant. See the notion here, his promise of the future was done in the past. Paradox. The promise, this is a promise, it's a promise of Allah that he will take care of the kuffar. It's a promise that the, the heavens will be cracked. It's a promise that the, the day will come when the children hair will grey. It's a promise. Still it's a promise for Allah. But he says this promise had already been done. Kana now you can't say Kana until and unless time, as far as you are concerned, is irrelevant. You are not bound by time. The only one who can who dares to say that is the one who does not have this time barrier as we do so when allah azza wa he talks about the promises and this is the this is the first time he does it in surah al-isra he repeats that inna kana the of allah azza wa jalla the promise of allah azza wa to the future is being fulfilled is being done which carries two meanings. One of it, which I have just said, that the one who is talking about the promise is uh, uh, not bounded by time, so he doesn't have any time to be to bound him. And the second thing is that he is powerful enough to make whatever he promised done. So there is no barrier to him. Now when I make a, a promise, there are all types of things that could happen. I could become sick, I could become ill. Uh, I would have some conditions on the day when I made the promise Uh, It may not allow me to do that. Uh, I may not have the hundred dollars which I promised at the time when I... uh, All types of things could happen. But the one who is saying that the promise is being done, is being fulfilled, he knows for sure that there is nothing in the world, nothing in this creation, nothing in this existence that can stop him from carrying his acts. So he is almighty, he is powerful. He can stand behind his promise all the way and he makes this statement that whatever I tell you, it's done. You know, sometimes you say, consider it done. We say that, consider it done. But when you say consider it done, who the heck are you to say consider it done? What can you guarantee? What are your guarantees? Even if you guarantee your intention, which is not even true, you cannot guarantee the conditions. You cannot guarantee even your existence, you may die. What do you mean consider it done? You can't we say that out of making it as a commitment. But Allah Azza says it as a fact. Inna kana So when Allah Azza tells me in this ayah, His promise is done, like in the Quran, there is a place where it says, Allah made a promise to those who believe among you and perform the good deeds that he will give them the khilafah in this earth and that he will enable the deen for them and that he will replace their fear with security and that he will make them prevalent over all others it's a promise of Allah and sometimes some people they tell us when I use this ayah you know it's just a promise but Allah is the one who is making the promise Inna kana the promise of Allah is done the promise of Allah is not to be done now the time when Allah knows that time and to him to Allah Azza wa time is irrelevant there is nothing called yesterday tomorrow and day after tomorrow for Allah this is for me and for us tomorrow for me for Allah Azza wa time is none because Allah Azza wa is not bounded by time neither he doesn't have what is called as we do he has a future or past. That's for us. Past and the future and the present. So that's a very interesting notion here. His promise was fulfilled. Although the promise is still to come. And the Arabs now understand that. And the Prophet understands that. They understand that this is what it means. And then Concluding, these ayat before goes to the last one, which is which was revealed later. <coughs> what is this all about? Muhammad Rasul, Muhammad Shahid, a witness. Allah azza wa jal will take care of all of this universe, all of this world, all of the tyrants, all of the op- the opposers. What is all of this about? What is it that sometimes you know you talk about lots of things, but then you get messed up. So what are you talking about? Sometimes a khatib stands here, starts talking, talking. Then you start wondering, what's your point? What is it that you want to say? Everything you are saying is correct, is nice, is good, is great. But what is it? What's your point? Maybe you missed that point. Maybe it was at the beginning. Somewhere. But out of those great phenomenon ayat, Talking about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And the children And the sky And the heavens And Fir'aun And then What is this about? Inna talkira. Allah Comes back Says Look Wait a second This what we are talking about This is A reminder And remember Last time When, when we talked about Illa uh, ذِكْرٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ The last Ayah In Surah Al-Qalam It's a dhikr, It's a تذكرة It is a تذكرة Telkira from the word dhikr. And Telkira means it's a retrieval of the information and the data and the knowledge from your brain. Telkira, I'm pulling out this. I'm putting it in front of your head, in front of your brain, so that you see it, you visualize it, you realize what it is. So this Islam, it is something to remind you with facts. With facts, with realities. The facts of the fact that Allah is the al-Mashriqi wal-Maghrib is the Rabb of the Mashriq and the Maghrib the fact that Allah is the one and only God the fact that Muhammad is the messenger the fact that Muhammad is a Shahid the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal is the holder of the universe the universe of the people and the universe of the stars and the world These are the facts that Allah Azza wa Jal is reminding you with so it is a reminder of all of these facts so that so that you can take a path to Allah. So I am putting this reminder in front of you. For so those who are willing, those who want. Man The word شاء, there is in Arabic, there is difference between شاء and عَرَد. Sha, which is the مشيئة which Allah عز wa talks. Quite often we say إن شاء, إن شاء If Allah wants Mansha, whoever wants. In sha'a, man sha'a, whoever whoever decides with irada, with will, whoever has the will, whoever has the will to proceed in this path and he does. You know, sometimes you have the will to eat but you don't eat. I have the will to sit down, but I don't. But if you have the will to do and you do it, That means this is your Mashia. That's when you're... Then whoever wishes, it's not really wishes, whoever wants, because the wish, it's a bad English word. Wish is, it's like a dream. It's not the wish. Whoever makes a decision, a decision with his will, he decides to take a path to his Rabb. And again, the notion of Rabb here. Keep your ear tuned to the use of the word Rabb right from the very beginning. Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib, Rabbaka and Aqrabi <clears throat> Rabbik. Read in the name of your Rabb. All of these issues are very important at the beginning. So whoever decides to take a path, to follow the path that leads him to Allah, وجل, to his Rabb, to take a path to make Allah his Rabb. To make Allah his Rabb, meaning, and we talked about that. What is it that if I decide to make Allah my Rabb, I need a... sabila is a path. at ila rabbih sabila he takes a path to his Rabb. How do I take a path to my Rabb? What does it mean that I take a path now Allah azza wa jalla is my Rabb? What, what does that mean? After all of this reminder, all of this tazkira, all of this dhikr that comes from Muhammad sallallahu in the Quran, in the sunnah, then... After all of this, okay, I take a decision now. Now I am sold. You know, sometimes you say, okay, you don't have to sell it anymore. I am sold. What do you do? Now, Allah is my Arab. What does that mean? Oh, it means the tyrants of Mecca are no longer Arab for me. So I don't take my orders or regulations from Abu Jahl or Abu Lahab. Or for that matter, from Bashar or Abdullah or... Uh, Zardari, for example, or uh, or whoever. That's that means if I take path, Allah is my Rab. So this these guys, all their constitutions, all their systems that come from them, they are no longer my Rab. I don't I don't follow their orders. I don't follow their commands. I don't follow their regulations. I don't follow their laws. I don't follow their legislations. No longer the society of Mecca has a power over my soul. No longer the power of the shirk of Mecca, the idols, has power over my soul internally or over my actions externally. I am completely out of that. I am out of this society emotionally, ideologically, not physically. Not physically, and that was an answer to the question that came uh, last time. Physically, I am here, but emotionally, I am not part of this uh, 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 democracy, I'm not part of this cap- capitalism, I'm not part of this uh, making religions equal, the, 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 the interfaith as being said today I'm not talking about interfaith in general, but as being done today oh we are all cousins, we are all brothers of the religion, we all belong to the same Ibrahim religions of Ibrahim alayhi I'm out of that, I'm out of that that's what everything in my life has to do with whatever Allah says there is nothing in my life absolutely nothing in my life except either a wajib it's an obligation from Allah or a haram that i do not do or a mandub that i would rather do because i will be ajr i have ajr or a makruh that i would better not do it because i want to take ajr of i don't do it or a mubah allowed that Allah allows it not the society allows it not because i am free to do whatever i want to do but because allah everything in my life this isn't this what allah azza wa Jal, isn't that what allah azza wa directed us to say in our prayer in the dua al-istiftah ال, ال, when we begin our prayer in salati wa nuski wa ma'hiya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alamin don't we say that every salah when when we, when we begin our salah in or إن صلاتي ونسكي رب بذلك أمرت وأنا من عليه السلام said and I am the first of the uh, muslims. We say أمرت, I am commanded like that and I am one of the muslims. That's what a Muslim means. That's what means. اتخذ إلى سبيلة إن حياتي, my life. and my death. ونسكي, ونسكي Actually, Nusuk, some people they say it's my when I slaughter. But the Nusuk is everything that you do for Allah Azza wa Everything that you do in <coughs> in appreciation of what Allah Azza wa Jal has given you. Wa Nusuki. In the Hayati wa Omati wa Nusuki wa? What's. In the Salati wa Nusuki wa Mahia wa mati. First time I said it right, and then you, you guys confused, confused me by your silence. nuski wa wa mamati. My salah, my nusk, my life, my death, all of it to Allah Azza wa Jalla. لا إله إلا هو. And I am not one of the mushrikeen. That is what this means. Because here, what is this all about? It's about giving you a tathkira from Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Muhammad is bringing something from Allah. Whatever that is, it's a Quran, it's a sunnah, it's wahi. So all of that, he's bringing evidences. This is, guys, he's reminding you of certain facts of the life. Realities, facts. Now, sometimes they say, you know, the science is still debating. I don't care how much the science debates. I am a scientist myself. And I know those debates are endless and sometimes meaningless. Sometimes meaningful, sometimes meaningless, because they don't want to arrive at facts. But here he's giving facts, away from disputes and arguments, real facts. From Muhammad. Okay, those facts of reminder, with these facts, you better take a path to Allah Azza wajal. Otherwise, your path is the the path of the shaitan or the path of Jahiliyya or the path of shirk. So there are no two paths. There are no two paths to Allah Azza wajal. There is one and only one path that comes from this Talkara of Muhammad. One and only one. There are no none no two paths, three paths, four paths. We don't say, oh, we have different ways. We have different ways of understanding some issues. But the path to Allah is one and only one. It comes from Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه وسلم. It cannot come from anyone else. The Quran came through Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Muhammad صلى الله is the messenger. Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is the shahid. He is the one who proved all of these concepts and brought those facts. That is a path to Allah Azza wa So, if at any point of time, any point of time, I bring any issue in my life, I say, you know, this issue is a consensus of the society. Heck with this consensus. It doesn't take you to Allah Azza wa Jal. It could be very nice. It could be very bright. Fine. Under all types of bright names. But that is not from Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even sometimes you say, you know what? All the people, the Muslims, 1.5 1.5 million Muslims, 1.5 billion Muslims agree that we should have a civil state. But you say, wait a second. Did they bring it from Muhammad? You say, no, 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 that's we agreed. But that is not a path to Allah Azza wa Jal. This is how you take a Sabil to Allah Azza wa Jal. Through this Tathkara. And this Tathkara it's like a ticket because uh, that's what. Uh, in Arabic sometimes even in other we say uh, تذكرة is a ticket it's a pass it's a pass that allows you to, to, to proceed it's a pass that allows you to proceed to a certain path if you will so this pass this pass in order to proceed in a path to Allah جل, comes from Muhammad not from anyone else it doesn't matter who is behind it Whether it's janja cruso by the janja cruso he's behind the civil state okay and the the social contract and by the way sometimes we say oh brother you are talking about this no one really cares about the social contract the other day i was listening to the president the new president of egypt morsi he was referring to the social contract as being the main the main theme or theory behind his constitution. And he said, we have agreed and vowed to have a social contract. And it, Al-Aqd al in Arabic, or a social contract by Jean-Jacques Rousseau, it is is a path, it's a path that has been sketched for the last 200 years or more, starting from the French Revolution towards the end of the 18th century. And it has meaning. It has semantics, it has context, it's not, I don't make it up. So if you come and tell me, this path is being sketched by Gian Crosso in the social contract, by Voltaire in the path of revolution, by Lenin or Marx in the path of socialism, by Adam Smith or Ricardo in the path of capitalism, by... uh, Descartes or uh, Plato or whoever in the path of democracy. Say, okay, fine. Those are bright, like Christmas tree, tree bulbs. They're bright, they're shiny. But they are incorrect. Why do you say they are incorrect? On what basis? As a Muslim, as a Muslim now, now there are all types of things which I can argue, but as a Muslim, those paths are not based on the tafqarah of Muhammad. Right from the very beginning, right from Surah Al Muzzamil, right from the very first days of Islam, Allah says, This is a tafqirah, this is the talkarah. You want to take a path to Allah Azza wajal, this is it. Fa'man Sha'a, it taqada ilarbi Sabila. You want, you want, you decide, you make a decision, this is the path to Allah Azza wajal. You want, you decide, you wish, you take a path other than Allah Azza wa Jal, okay you take it. It's a decision because here he doesn't say the other sha'a but it's implied whoever wants takes this sabil and whoever wants because because you say oh okay those who make a decision they take path to Allah does that mean that who those who take path to other than Allah وجل, they don't take a decision are they under obligation is there someone who's enforcing them because the kuffar they say oh لو شاء الله ما كفرنا نحن ولا أباونا if Allah wants then we could not have we would not have committed kufr says, no 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 that's not true you take a path you have your mashia. you made your decision and you took a path either to Allah وجل, to the Rabb, or to none other than Allah so that is the last ayah in Surah al-Muzammil as revealed as one chunk. These are 19 ayat. Those are the ayat that made all of this big environment, structure of the deen. It's being a tazkara, there is a prophet, there is a messenger, and there is, uh, there is a preparation, there is a training program, if you will. You pray, you stand up, you read the Quran, you spend all your night, and, did the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba take this seriously? Of course. Now, I did not mention this in the, in the, at the beginning, but I decided to leave it here. Yes, it was narrated by Aisha and by many other Sahaba that after this surah was revealed, the Prophet ﷺ and whoever believed with him did take the call seriously. And they were standing up, standing up, not only reading. But they would stand up and reading. Now remember, a prayer, they did not know a prayer as we do it today. They did not have this sujood and ruku'ah. What their prayer was to stand while they are standing reading the Quran. Just like this I'm standing. Bismillahir Rahmanir Noon wal Qalam wa mayasturun. Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem. That's what they do. Just read whatever Allah Azza wa Jal recited while they are standing. How they stand, they put their hands up, down. It's irrelevant. There is no mention of that. They stand up for Allah Azza wa That is their form of worshiping Allah Azza wa So then they did take this call seriously, and they used to stand up as Allah told them. Sometimes half of the night. Sometimes uh, all the night except maybe for one or two hours. Sometimes two thirds of the night. So they would stand up until their feet and their legs were swollen remember, if you stand up a couple of hours, immediately you feel your, your feet are not normal. If you do that every night, if you do that every night, you don't have a rest. And on the day, you are working, 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 and giving da'wah, da'wah, da'wah. Man, when are you resting? Then, as Aisha narrates, their feet were swollen and they were in pain. And the Prophet and the Sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they were enduring that. They had sabr on that endurance. They have perseverance. They have persistence on this. As Allah told them. Then, after one year, in <coughs> according to some narration, after one year, Allah جل, He relieved them from this order. He knew that he they took this order seriously. He tested their Brains. He tested their perseverance. He tested their persistence. He tested and he verified that these people are up to the task. There is no question about it. This is Muhammad and the Sahaba of him. Those who made Islam propagate all the way to us. So Allah made this statement. This ayah after some time. Inna رَبَّكَ Yalamu. Allah knows. Inna Yalamu. And again, he's not saying "Inna which is Allah, but he keeps putting this as 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 injections. "Rabbaka, Rabb," "Inna Rabbaka," your Rabb knows. What does he know? That you stand up. and that you stand up. "Adna min thulthayil layl," two third of the night, a little bit less than two third of the night. fall? and sometimes half of it and one third of it exactly as told see he's repeating this just to, to show this accuracy of fulfilling the duty at the beginning Allah told him qalila." stand up the night except for little bit stand up half stand up less than half and at the end here, here Allah Jalla He says, And now I know, and I know, that you are you have fulfilled the order and the command exactly as told. You have stood up sometimes two-thirds of the night. Two-thirds of the night, or a little bit less than that, which is less than the entire night. It's almost the entire, except one-third. One is full. And I told you to stand up the half, and you, you have done that. وثلثه أو مِنْهُ قليلة. Less than half. What's less than half could be one third. So Allah is saying, I know you have done that. What could be, what could be a better indication that the orders of Allah Azza, when revealed, they have to take to be taken to the fullest extent. It's a command of Allah. When Allah says, Qum he's not joking with him. He's not telling him Something that, oh you better do that. He says, Come, stand up. It is an order, it's a command. And he did it. And he says, Not only you, wa and some of the people who are who are with you, who are associated with you. So you people have taken this order seriously, have fulfilled the command of Allah completely. Just like when Allah asked the prophets before him, he asked Ibrahim Alayhi to do something, he did it. He asked Musa Alayhi to do, he did it. He asked Isa, he asked all the prophets to do ter- certain things, they would have done it. He asked Zakaria Alayhi to fast uh, and not to talk for three days and nights, he did it. So Allah Azza wa he said, now he asked the Prophet Sallallahu to do things, he has done it. Allah Azza wa he had asked this Ummah of Islam to do so many things, we have not done them. Because sometimes you ask, where is the wa'ad of Allah? Kana Allah's promise is done and performed whenever you you take care of the conditions that Allah has put. There is no question about it. Allah said "Kana Only if you have listened to the command of Allah listened to His guidance, listened to his directions, you have done what He has told you, you have done all of this then His promise will be done. But now, if we have not committed ourselves to Allah Jalla, if we have not committed ourselves to prayer as supposed to be, if we have not committed ourselves to the da'wah as supposed to be, if we have not committed even our time to Allah Azza as supposed to be, even if we have not committed our tongues to say the word of the truth, sometimes, as Allah told us to be, and then we'll say, Oh Allah, give us your nasr. We stand up on the day of Arafah asking Allah for for Nasr. And Allah, he made a promise that he will do the Nasr and the victory. Here, the Prophet Allah جل, says, "Inna Allah knows that you have done all the commands that you have been told. And the people associated with you. And Allah now says, "Wallahu Allah knows the timings of the day and the night. And Allah knows the essence of the night and Allah is the one who created the night so that it will be a place for rest libāsa. Allah made it as a cloth so that you will uh, and another place وجعلنا سُبَاتًا you're sleeping has to, to, to give you the rest Allah knows that جعل... Allah is the one who made the determination of what the night is for and what the daytime is for and he knows that you may not be able to continue with that because physically you may not be able to do that. He, may the, he knows that you may not be. means you cannot account for the entire night and for the entire day. Although you are still doing it after one year, but you may not be able to do it forever. It will be absolutely hard for you. Fatab alaikum. Tab. <laughs> because sometimes you say You make a tawbah, you repent A tawbah A tawbah means arrujoo It means to retreat When Allah Azza wa says Taaba alaykum He pulls back He pulls back an order or a command Taaba means he Retreats From an order that he has Given upon you Because the tawbah of Allah Azza wa Jal it's not like the tawbah of me. When I say, "Ana atubu an if I am doing an, a sin, I make tawbah, I retreat, I do not do that anymore. Right? When I say, "Allahumma tubtu ilayk," I finished. I am done with my with an act which is bad, and I go back to my normal situation. When Allah says, "Fataba alaykum," so Allah pulls back he takes back an order that he has given has put upon you so that order is taken back that's what Taba alaykum means it's not that you committed because sometimes you say oh a Tawbah it is because of a sin you have made a sin (coughs) so it requires a Tawbah from Allah that's not always true that's not always true Taba alaykum means he retreats he retreats or he takes back an order that he has put upon you because they have not committed a sin as Allah Jal. he said you I know that you have done all your order so they, he, they have done it so they did not do any sin there was no sin that requires tawbah from the sins here because sometimes some people ask fataba means they have done something wrong and they use this oath that the prophet make any sin so he he had to have a tawbah from Allah Azza wa Jal. No. That's not true. Ta'ba alaykum means he pulls back, he retreats an act that he or a, a command that he had bestow, he had put upon you. He had made a command upon you which was to stand up all night. Now he doesn't want to do that. So he pulls that back. Just like when you pull back from an act. When you say Allahumma inni tubtu ilayk, I make a tawbah, I pull back my act of sin. I, I no longer lie. I was lying all the time. I will stop lying. That's a tauba. I stop lying. I stop making zina. I stop uh, womanizing. I stop stealing. I stop uh, making fitna between people. I stop uh, accusing people of their uh, of something bad. I stop. I stop being being coward when it comes to Islam. I stop uh, holding my tongue. From saying the truth, whenever I had to, I stopped that, that. Now, from this time on, every time somebody says something wrong, I will tell him this is haram, this is wrong. Every time someone is not doing whatever he is doing, I will command him with what's good. I make tauba, I retreat from my previous acts of which are whatever these acts are. And here, Allah says fataba alaykum. He pulled that order from you, and then now. Sometimes you say brother, where do you get this from? Why do you say that? Well, because the, 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 the statement next to it immediately says فَقْرَأُوا al-Qur'an," And therefore, read only whatever, whatever is available and possible from the Qur'an ما تيسر, ما تيسر, Which means whatever is available to you and to your ability in a nice smooth manner. So, read whatever you want, whatever you can, no restriction nothing about the night all night or standing up so i make tawbah upon you by pulling back the old command and give you a new command so there is a new command just read whatever you can from the quran which is which shows now what does the meaning of taba alaykum here taba alaykum means i pull back the old command And I am giving you a new command. The old command, stand up all night, half of the night or two thirds of the night. Now, the new command, just read whatever you want from the Qur'an. You don't have to stand up all night or any time of the night. And you read it the way you want, while you are laying down, while you are sitting, while you are standing. It doesn't matter. There is no restriction now of how you read the Qur'an. And that, according to narrations, came one year after the revelation of Surah Al-Muzzammil, this ayah. This ayah There were many revelations They came in between This ayah came one year later Some Mufassirin Some uh, we, we just have to be uh, complete here They say this was revealed in Medina This surah Or this ayah Stayed until Medina Meaning that for 13 years The Prophet wasallam and the Sahaba They continue to do Reading the Qur'an All of it all of the night which is not true that's not true now not true for many reasons number one the Prophet ﷺ, after Isra the Salah the regular prayer was revealed so the five times the prayer was revealed in Isra which was three years before the migration so at least until that time until the Salah came or when the Salah came this is no longer valid so this cannot be this could not have come after the Isra. After Isra of Bi'raj, when the Salah was, was obligated. <coughs> the second thing is that those who said it's in Medina, they relied only, not on narration, they relied on the context, which, which will come next here, which it says, Allah knows, Alima an مِنْكُمْ marda Allah knows that some of you might be sick. And therefore, that's why the command is being changed and Allah knows that some people are going to be busy doing their work and their businesses and their lifestyle there will be all types of things so you cannot do the job and Allah knows also that some people are going to be fighting in the cause of Allah so they say that the notion of fighting did not come until Medina so this must be a, Medi- a medani, an ayah revealed in Medina although in reality now, some Mufassirin, I said, mentioned that, but Al Qurtubi, Ibn Kathir, the prominent Mufassirin, they said, no, the ayah actually says Allah knows that there will be. He doesn't say that you are going to, to be fighting now. Alima an sayakoon. Allah knows that there will be. An sayakoon. And in Arabic, linguistically, there are two notions here the letter S, means will, Yakun yakun also will. So, both futuristic terms Sayakunu Both futuristic terms mean that it's in the future future It's not today That Allah knows that In the coming days or coming years or coming time There will be these categories This will be those status There are people who could be sick Now, now of course, now even when they were uh, At the time, there could have been sick some of them But remember at the time when the first ayat were revealed, the Sahaba and the Prophet sallallahu were very few. Very few. You talk about when the, the, the Muslims become hundreds, then the probability or the chance that some or many will be sick becomes more, which means always you will have someone who is sick. But when there are only five or six, maybe in a month or two months, one of them be, be ill. So it's really, it's talking about multiplication here, that you will be many, such that some of you or many of you will be sick and many of you will be busy with their life uh, style which means Allah Azza wa Jal recognizes the, 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 the real life of the people, so in Islam, Islam doesn't mean that I am a da'wah carrier which means I don't work I am a khatib of Juma, which means I have to get my salary and therefore I will just uh, sit home uh, I am a Muslim and I talk about Islam, so please everybody pitch some money and help me for that. Allah this is not Islam. The Prophet وسلم, and the Sahaba, everybody had his own source of income, so they had to get You have, you need the time to get some to, 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 to live and to support and sponsor your uh, your family. So here Allah Azza wa Jal is saying that I know these facts, therefore you no longer are obliged by the old command, the old co- command. So the command here is changed. Because Allah says these are the cases which will happen, and then he repeats Then just read part of it. Wa now establish the prayer. Now the prayer. At the time there was Aisha رضي الله عنه says then the prayer was obligated to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم in the sense they were two rakat, two rakat, two rakat. All of them, all the five prayers which we know they use we they used to pray two rak'a each there is nothing called four rak'a isha four rak'a dhuhr four rak'a asr (coughs) so there was a form of prayer which which is well stated in the in the books of fiqh and the books of tafsir so there was salah and then now he allah introduced the notion of 'ah, zakah wa'atu zakah, and the zakah in this case was not even the zakah which we know today the detail it is a, sadaqa, a certain sadaqah that Muslims have to pay with certain proportions which were which were different than the ones which were revealed in, in Medina. And Allah encourages in this case the good qard, the good loan says, أَقْرَضُ اللَّهَ Qardan Give Allah a good loan. Give Allah a good loan. Now remember at the time when Islam was coming up, there were many poor many slaves, many people who didn't have and those even who could not become even Muslims or if they become Muslims they become more deprived so they need help so Allah Azza wa Jal encouraged the Muslims that now you pay it's a loan it's a loan but it's a good loan you don't take riba Qard al-Hasan means there is no riba and how do you get paid back? because you are giving it to Allah Azza wa Jal Allah will reward you اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Whatever you do for Allah Azza wa Jal, you will find it later. You will find it with Allah Azza Every act we do, every session we do here, every question you ask, every comment you make, every penny you pay for the cause of Allah Azza wa every word you say to support Islam, every word you say to stop the aggression of kufr, every act you do, every... Uh, uh, every idea you propagate all of these things خير, anything that is good anything and khayr means Islam anything that's based on Islam anything that's based on what Allah says anything that you do you will find it with Allah Azza wa jal so remember there is nothing called waste sometimes I remember a few months ago somebody told me uh there is a lecture at Northeastern University, Illinois around 6 o'clock in the evening I think Friday evening or Thursday evening so 6 o'clock to go to Chicago there is lots of traffic so I went there, I was there 15 minutes earlier arrived at the place and I met the brother who was supposed to be hosting the meeting so I stayed with the brother for oh, well, maybe after 6, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes There was no lecture, no people showed up, none, zero, it's not that one or two, zero. And then he was looking for the hall that we were supposed to be in, even the school was not informed about the hall, so the hall was closed, so we didn't even have a hall to sit in, so we were sitting outside in the, but then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is it a waste? Because you think of it, oh, you wasted your time. Materialistically speaking, it's a waste. But if you look at this ayah, no. That's not a waste. وَمَا تُقَدِّمُ لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرِ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ This what I have, the way I think about it, what I have done, I left my, my work, I left uh, the place where I go, I went to the uh, area where I was supposed to give a lecture on issue related to Islam, which is khair. So I went for something, I believe it's khair. At least from this perspective, now nobody showed up, there was no lecture, it was not delivered. In all, by all means, all definitions, people they say it's a waste of time because the lecture was not delivered. But is it a waste with Allah Azza wa Jal? Allah here He says, Anything that you do, any, ma." it's general in Arabic, it's ما, it's called Al-Fadul Umum. It's from the general terms, which means anything. To قدم, anything you deliver to Allah, you make for the sake of Allah Azawajal. Tajiduhu عند الله. You will find it. You will find it with Allah, which means He will save it for you. He will save it for you. Sometimes somebody needs a sip of water. You give him a sip of water. And you don't even think that it's important. It's not. There is nothing not important. There isn't anything. Allah Jal counts everything. So everything counts. Because sometimes, sometimes you say, "Oh, brother, how many, how long have you been giving this session of tafsir? Oh, maybe about six months already. Almost six months. How many people are attending? Maybe, on the average, twenty. Sometimes thirty. Sometimes fifteen. Sometimes ten. Oh, but there is a session that goes somewhere in other place where there are about hundred people come there. So that's it belittles you. Sometimes you you want to feel a little bit down. But if you think of it this way, you say, "Wama li anfusikum This is a khair that I am doing, and you are doing here for Allah Azza wa Jal. I want to find it there. I don't want to count numbers. I don't want to count sometimes uh, compliments. I don't want to count oh, how many people like it or dislike it. That's not the issue. Now the issue is, you perform something and with one and only one notion in your head is that this is for Allah Azza wa You don't do it for anything else. Because if you do it for anything else, okay, you count it, you get it, or you don't get it. But, وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ Allah he is the biggest greatest rewarder because if you are looking for rewards, if you are looking for compliments, if you are looking for something in return, what could be more return than what Allah gives and I will give another example. sometimes examples can <coughs> a few years ago back in the 80s, when many some of you were not even born at the time I used to go and give uh, uh, a khutbah and uh, and a session in South Side Chicago 47th Street it's called uh, Muhammad Ali Foundation Mosque Uh, and I was traveling all the way from Milwaukee Wisconsin to Chicago twice a week Friday not every Friday second or third Friday at least twice a, a month and every Sunday Every Sunday, even in 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 winter, snow, doesn't matter. We had this session that goes from eight o'clock in the morning all the way until one. Then at some point, some brothers from the masjid, they were probably gathering and thinking, they said, Oh, the brother is coming all the way, so let's do something, let's pay for his gas, for his trip, for whatever, travel expenses because many of those who come and give sessions during in, in those time and even today because I was told that oh, there are brothers if you ask him to come, to come and give you uh, half an hour fundraising he asked for five hundred dollars Oh, lecture, five hundred dollars half an hour, one thousand dollars for one hour so they charge much more money than I charge as an engineer because as an engineer you can never charge more than eighty dollars even computer engineers, I mean, uh, some probably hear that he charged more. 200? That's a maximum, absolutely. Maximum. But you cannot charge $1,000 for an hour. Correct? You have to be sheikh to do that. Some sheikhs do that. But that was a reward. And one day, of course, I, I, I kept saying, no, 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 of course, I, I don't do that. One day after one of those Sunday sessions, uh, the brother, he comes and talks and then he presents me an envelope so now they already decided that they have to give me some money because I kept saying, no, no, I don't want to do that and I know that there were brothers who were taking, because they used to come and give khutbas and they paid him at least two or three hundred dollars or more That during that time, that was big money so then I said, okay, fine, I got the envelope then I asked him the question uh, how much is there he said, oh, open it. No, I said, I don't want to open it. I just want to see if you are paying me more than what I am being paid. He said, oh, I didn't know that someone else is paying you. I said, oh, of course. Do you think I am coming here every week uh, free? I am being paid. I don't think you can match whatever I am being paid. If you can match it, I will take it. Then the brother, he was nice, decent brother. His name is He thought a little bit, he said, you know, Brother Talha, he called, used to call me Talha. Brother, I didn't even think about that. I said, no, oh, you better think about it. Because if I will look for reward, I better look for the best reward. Allah is the biggest rewarder. If you can match what Allah has, what gives, of course, I will take it. As they say here, you go to Best Buy, they will say we match the best price. Now, Allah here says, ajra. He is the best hire, and he is the greatest rewarder. So if you are looking for reward, and and this I wish that those people who are in the, especially today in Syria, those who are being bargained, they bargain with them, with the uh, coalition, with the uh, National Council, with the Qatar, with Saudi Arabia, they bargain with them. Let's come to our coalition, and this is how much you will be given. You will be given positions you will be part of the government, you will be all of this and some of them will be offered money but Allah This is very important if we do not think for a second that Allah is the greatest rewarder, we won't be doing this. There is something that probably pays more either emotionally Psychologically or financially, but nothing is more rewarding than whatever Allah Azza wa Jalla gives. khayran wa ajra. اللَّهَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ Rahim. And at the end of the day, make istighfar for Allah. Ask Allah for maghfira. Ask Allah to forgive. Inna Allah ghafurur rahim. And when the Prophet used to ask Allah for maghfira, the people they used to be surprised. How could you ask Allah for maghfira? Are you committing sins? He says, no, you don't have to be committing sins to ask Allah, this is abundance. Allah is ghafoor. That's one of his best qualities and attributes. You're asking the rahmah and maghfira from Allah Azza wa Jal to be bestowed upon you. The maghfira, al-ghafar is to cover. Ghafara a If he covers it, I want Allah Azza wa to cover me with whatever he covers from his mercy and abundance. It is not only for sins it is to to shower you, to cover you, to put abundance upon you from his mercy, from his abundance, from his knowledge, from his wisdom, from all of this. So when you say, ask Allah to give for you. Because that's what counts. You know, we, especially here, there are many brothers, we talk about Islamic State, we talk about Khilafah, we talk about building a new... all of these are good. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what is it that I want? What is it that you want or you want or he wants or he wants? What is it? It is not the state that you are looking for. Because the state may come after you die. Like uh, Yasser and Sumayya, they died. They were killed before anything happened in Islam. Like Musa bin Umair, he was killed in Uhud before he had seen the power of Islam. He fought for Islam, but he was killed early in, in the early days. Correct? So I may not even see anything good. What I care about at the end of the day, that what Allah is telling the Prophet and us, care about his maghfirah and his rahmah. That's what I am about. Now, the state comes, khilafah comes, Islamic state comes, that's part of the order. I do that, I work for that because I want the maghfirah of Allah. I work for the da'wah because I want the rahmah of Allah Azza wa I work for the propagation of Islam, the da'wah of Islam, because I want Allah Azza wa to bestow His rahmah upon me. Because Allah, I want Allah Azza wa to reward me. At the end of the day, that's what I am looking for. That's the reward I am looking for. It's not the state per se. It's not the khilafah per se. It's not the Islamic system per se. All of these are prerequisite are prerequisites for me to get a rahmah and a reward. I want the reward that comes out of that. Because at the end of the day, when I work so hard to build something good, probably everybody will enjoy it but me. Remember, the Sahaba of the Prophet were the last to enjoy what had come out of Islam. Because they were not looking for the joy. They were fighting in the cause of Allah. All of the, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, the one who received the Prophet sallallahu in the Medina, where was he buried? In the outskirts of Istanbul. What was he doing in Istanbul? He was fighting on his horse. He did not enjoy a bit of the so-called abundance of the Islamic life. Even after all of these things started coming from Persia, from the Roman, the big lots of gold, he didn't care about that. Even Uthman, who was so rich, he was not about enjoying that. He was looking for the reward from Allah Azza wa That's what we are about. What we really—and this is what Allah says in this Quran, especially in Surah Al-Muzzammil—was Allah, Inna Allah Huwa Khayran wa Look for the biggest reward from Allah Azza wa Don't look for something materialistic. Some brothers they were saying, "Oh, what if after all this revolution in Syria and all of these uproars in Egypt, we end up in a secular liberal state?" Okay, it's possible. It's possible. But what counts, what counts for me and for those who died and those who gave their lives, what counts is the ajr from Allah Azza wa Jal. So it's not a waste. And you continue to do your work despite what happens, irrespective whether it comes today or comes tomorrow, the state comes today, the victory comes today or tomorrow. I don't care. I don't care. I have been in this dawah since I was... 19 years old, literally when I was in college, my second year in college I started this Dawah, I started in this Dawah, I started in the same momentum, probably sometimes I was stronger or weaker or more energy, less energy, doesn't matter but during this whole time my only worry, my only worry is where do I get reward and when I get my reward I, where do I get it from Allah Azza wa When I get it, when I meet Allah Azza wa I am not going to get my reward now, and I will not get it from anyone else in this world. I don't care who is that, how powerful he is or she is, it doesn't matter what entity, I get it from Allah Azza wa and only from Allah Azza wa and only when I meet Allah Azza wa If anyone thinks that he will be rewarded any time before he meets Allah Azza wa you are wasting your time, because you are wasting the biggest reward. You are substituting the biggest reward for something small in this life, and that is the beauty of the surah towards the end. This notion: was inna rahim. Wama min khair. Huwa khayran wa Whatever you give in the cause of Allah Azza wa you will find it there. you will find it with Allah. How beautiful is this?" You will find it with Allah Azza wa Jalla. You don't find it with me. You will find it with Allah. There, with Allah Azza wa Jalla, who is He is best. He is the best. Wa a'zama ajra, is the greatest rewarder. Wa astaghfiru so that you get the reward. Ask Allah for forgiveness. Inna Allaha ghafur rahim. Allahumma inni astaghfiruka wa atubu ulayka wa astahdika. واعوذ بك من ذنبي واعوذ بك من كل شر في هذه الدنيا وفي الاخره يا رب العالمين جزاكم الله خير <تصفيق> yes. Yes the <تصفيق> Yes. No, there is one ayah like that. وَمَا جَعَلْنَا أَصْحَابَ الْنَارِ إِلَّا مَلَائِكَةً Is there a Well, number one,
2: number
1: one, uh, this Quran, it has a unique style, but this unique style is not confined. You know, confined means uh, Allah is not obligated to follow one certain style just like a poet. You know, poetry, if you start something with, with a rhyme, with a certain like, for example, uh, uh, the burda salami, to dhamma, and min then you will be the whole way through. That's and if you change that, it's not acceptable. Now, Allah Azza wa Jal He is not bound by that. So, this notation shows that the one who is uh, delivering this speech is not bound by any of the regulations that we put forward. That's number one. Number two, the nature, the the context of the ayah. Now, the context, the first nineteen ayat that came almost the same rhyme with the El, qalila, tartila, thaqila, qila, sabila. all of these came to uh, to put that environment about the message, the new message, the new messenger, and all of this talk. Then. The next ayah came to to reverse. The next ayah came to reverse orders and commands that were done there. So changing the style is uh, uh, is uh, consistent with changing the context and the and the uh, uh, and the subject. So there is a whole thing. It's it's like a, reverse, a reversing reversing. say like fataba alaykum, That's I'm reversing an order. There was an order to stand up all night. There was an order to make this type of prayer. Now it's changed. There are new orders. So to change the style, to switch the style is to to track, attract your attention to the change in context and subject. Uh, and that is quite often done in the Quran. Quite often. When Allah Azza He moves from one subject to another, especially when those subjects, they uh, they flip then he changes that uh, that style now one last thing that last ayah which is long which is about one two three four five six seven lines compared to each ayah is two or three words that's why one of the reasons some of the people they said it is uh, revealed in Medina because in Medina the ayat were longer they made this type of, uh, of conclusion but that is a logical conclusion it's not uh, realistic and the same goes for the ayah in Surah uh, Al-Muddaththir, there is a change in the. It's like an. It's like a, a, a sentence with different subject. Then he changes that style, and عالم, Allah knows. Allah uh, knows better on this issue. <coughs> but the short ayat, which are very common in Mecca, they're usually they are strong. They pound, you know. Sometimes when you when you give a speech and you talk, you pound, 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 pound on issues. It's just, it gives this type of implication that there is something strong coming here and there is a big uh, event happening. Okay? <clears throat> Any other? Yes, go ahead. Yes. I don't recall
2: the word.
1: Some yes. That's the idea. Given this understanding of the how does it translate into um, what today, as a Muslim today, that on my
2: shoulders, what is the responsibility that will absolve me on the day of The, the context, means, you know, the few verses that we have brought, through, you can sense the burden. The word, I mean, what to in, 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 in and in, in and, it is, uh, and to understand from that stuff, I mean, how tempting it is for us as individuals um, to, you know, think of just ourselves our family or our own children, and stick with that because of you know, we don't feel that like we can think this word So how, I mean, what will let me uh, uh,
1: well, <coughs> there is nothing that alleviates you or take you away from this responsibility it's an it's it's a command from allah azza wa uh, for the prophet sallallahu wasallam that he is shahid upon the ummah and that <coughs> we the ummah we are shahid upon the people there is a command from Allah Azza wa Jalla, so it's a responsibility. Now, how do we uh, do we carry this responsibility? Uh, there are there is a method for that, and there are all types of actions that we have to uh, to carry. But the essence of being a shahid, as I mentioned here, is that we have the obligation to to observe. Uh, the uh, to observe and to witness the response of the people to the message of Allah Azza wa and that Allah Azza wa he wants these people the, in, the, the, the the people in general to respond positively to his message and those who do not respond positively we have to uh, uh, to see why and how and what is it that we have to do in order to make them respond positively that's in, in, in theory in practice in reality what it means at the end of the day <coughs> is that we have to be able to provide islam islam in a very uh, attractive manner in a manner that is uh, uh, in a manner that is uh, very well understood very well comprehended in a manner that people can respond positively to the extent to the extent that they can uh, when they see this Islam the way it's presented, they can take or decide a path to Allah Azza or to decide the path otherwise uh, knowingly with all types of uh, intelligent uh, <coughs> intelligent decision but we have uh, to build that, uh, to make that Islam presentable, uh, we have to build that Islamic model, we have to build that uh, socio-economic, political sides of Islam so people can can, can easily see what it is, and then we will witness and we will observe uh, if the people are responding positively or not. But uh, despite all of our work and our uh, other, uh, other responsibilities, this responsibility remains the, the, the first and the foremost. Okay, any, uh, any other question, comment? Go ahead.
2: Yes. You notice that
1: Yes. <coughs> uh, I I don't know, I don't know. I know there are some people who wrote on this issue. Uh, the uh, they call them al the ones which are the uh, the equivalents and they talk about surahs and they talk about ayat there are ayat which are similar in different surahs uh, I know a brother, one of my uh, actually friends and, and mentors uh, he wrote a book on this issue but I do not really uh, recall all of the implications it's, it's a matter of research that someone has done which is, which is very interesting someone can really look, uh, look into that Yes, you are right. and uh, مُزَمَّلَ they come like like a pair. اقرأ and the this there is one اقرأ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ خَلَقَ الْإِنْسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقِ اقرأ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمُ الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلْمِ he taught with the pen and then there he says نُونَ وَالْقَلْمِ then he swears with the pen. So this looks like it's a, it's a mirror of that one or it's a continuation or they are chained. There are all types of explanations uh, uh, of this, but I'm not. Personally, I was uh, uh, I did not take interest into this issue and to look into it. But I know there is there is there are some references here. Of topic. Off topic, probably we'll take it uh, during the coffee. If it's off topic, any question in the uh, in topic? Okay. Oh, there is a question, I'm sorry, from the sisters. Sorry. Otherwise we'll be beaten. <coughs> the question says, if someone is acting wrong with you or making advantage of his rights, you are not taking any action and doing sabr. You think is sabr or taking ajr from Allah? <coughs> well, in uh, in surah shura allah makes these characteristics of the muslims uh, he gives descriptions uh, one of the descriptions of the Mu'mineen, it says al-kaadimina al-ghayz wal-aafina 'an an-nas al ghayz wal which means you swallow your anger you don't show your anger on someone of his, even if he's abusing you and you forgive people so you, I, I just okay go forgive it sometimes uh, you somebody owes you some money and he doesn't want to pay It's so okay forget it I will forgive you and I will wait for Allah Azza wa that's fine that's what Allah Azza encourages and that's among the believers however still in the same surah there is another yet characteristic which many people uh, uh, overlook which says وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَهُمُ يَنْتَصِرُونَ but if what is being done against you it's a matter of abuse and baghi baghi means zulm that someone is using his power because let's say he is powerful or he is he works with a mukhaberat let's say in, uh, in, the, in the Muslim world or somewhere or he's, he thinks of himself he's big and there is power behind him. You swallow your anger, you forgive the people, that's okay. But the thin line, there is a thin line and we know that, each and every one of no know, know that there is a thin line, there is a line here. Oh, someone is actually, you know, he, there is an implication, uh, like he's a boss. And the boss, who really wants to take advantage of something because of authority. And if you let go of that, that's bad. Allah doesn't like that. That's bad. He doesn't like. Al-Baghi <laughs> is when someone is abusing his authority or his power in order to take advantage of your or to take your rights away from you or impose something. So, so that's the, the question: is yeah, it doesn't have to be a ruler, but uh, it applies anywhere, yes. The question in the ayah. When Allah uh, commanded to stand up in the night, is this for us? Is this for every. This is done. This was for the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba. And he mentioned that explicitly in the ayah, and it's over. There is no more command. He said, Fataba alaykum faqra'u. Taba means he revoked. He revoked the order. This order is no longer the order. That's what the implication of Fataba alaykum. So it's, uh, it was for the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba, although the order was for the Prophet, but the Sahaba did it with him. It was not for them, by the way. Because the Ayah says, <laughs> Not all of those who are with you, only a group of them. So not all of them were ordered. Not, it was not an order for the Sahaba, but they did it. Because the Prophet was doing it And then I know the early uh, Muslims did some acts in the, in the early days of Islam These acts Helped make them stronger Muslims As <coughs> Compared to those Who came later So just trying to get clarification how I can get uh, to meet the level of or to increase or to the level of Iman Uh, let me see the other question maybe that will be clear as a woman here how can I play (coughs) apart in the cause towards uh, working towards the Khilafah. I don't want to stand in front of Allah on day of judgment and get asked what I did Uh, for the second question probably we will have a whole uh, a whole session on on this I don't want to to uh, just brush this question in the last minute like that but I know for a woman and for men and for brothers and sisters there are things which they have to do there is a method to follow there are certain acts to be at least minimum acts to be fulfilled I hope we can devote one of the sessions for this issue and we'll talk about it at length and the same thing about the Iman (coughs) Uh, probably we'll have to address that in in a more rigorous uh, manner in one of those uh, sessions but these are both good questions which I don't like to uh, to brush them in the last two minutes with uh, with a few words of answers. These are uh, big topics about Iman. How do I know that my Iman is strong enough and good enough so that I proceed? And the second one, uh, what do I do with this Iman in terms of working for Islam, for the Khilafah, for the Da'wah, for building the Islamic State? So these two questions. We will address them in uh, uh, one or two of those uh, sessions for these topics,
0: insha'Allah. khair. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes.